Hey guys, welcome back to UFA Radio. It's your boy Andrew here. We're talking politics, something a little out of left field for me because I'm usually doing music. But today we're talking politics, specifically University of Amsterdam politics. And I'm joined here by Pele and Rochier. And uh, I hope I pronounced that right, or at you least did, close yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. good, awesome. And they're representing their uh, their parties that are running for student elections. Uh, Pele is from Inter, and Rochier is from uh, DVS, which I'm not going to try and pronounce, but it's the Free <laughs> Student, at least translated. Yes, so, yeah. the Free Student. Yeah. So first, let's talk a little bit about from both of you. Let's talk a little bit about. Uh, um, sort of student engagement, like how are you trying to reach students uh, in terms of trying to get them out to to vote, which is all next week from Monday to Friday, the 13th to the 17th of May. So how are you both trying to get students to come out and vote more? Yeah, well, for example, DVS is trying to do it online. So first of all, uh, we aim that every one of our members from DVS um, post uh, uh, post of DVS online and of course, the next week we will all be on the university and we will be standing and uh, uh, um, we will be uh, like in every faculty uh, building and we'll try to, to reach as many people as we can. And also we've tried last year, so from last elections till now, to, uh, um, to, to, to show uh, students how important the elections were last year and what has changed. And in this way, uh, we try to, to, to let people know that it's quite, quite important to become uh, engaged, uh, engaged with with uh, student politics. Um, <clears throat> we use social media a lot as well, Instagram, Facebook, um, trying to get it reached because most students are on their phone right now. Um, we're also during election week. We'll have a mascot running around giving out free hugs. Um, we'll have a lot That's of gadgets. Awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> what what is the mascot? It's a. Uh, is a it bear. Like the it's university bear. No, it's mascot? not a bear. We were thinking about a penguin or an elephant. Okay. An elephant looked really cute, yeah. so we'll probably go with elephant. Yeah. So this is your uh, your party's mascot. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. our party. Well, it's not really. Yeah. It's our suit. We will wear and give out free hugs. Yeah. Um, we'll dress all in blue, um, and it's gonna be great. We'll hand out beer bottle openers. Um, hand out free condoms. I got very so, excited uh, for a second there because you said beer, but then you followed up with bottle openers. Not that that's still not exciting, <laughs> but I thought maybe free beer was happening. I mean, you have to look to the future, you know, like one beer or like one bottle opener for an unlimited amount of beers. True, 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 true. Yeah, true. <laughs> you're very right there. Yeah. So um, what I noticed is a lot of from both of you, a lot of uh, online social media presence. So as there uh, and specifically from you, Rachir, you just talked about how there was uh, you were already doing some sort of in-person canvassing. Yeah. But uh, is there anything in the way of um, like traditional uh, canvassing in terms of posters and stuff like that yeah, that people absolutely. can watch out for. Uh, we actually got the uh, the deliveries uh, last days, and <laughs> I wanted to say original when you start about the beer openers and the posters and uh, the condoms, for example. These are all uh, objects and items we do have as well. But we know, of course, and Pella knows as well, that uh, when you are thinking in campaigning, you think, like, what would a student like to have? Uh, so we can hand out free apples or anything like that, but I guess that much of the students in Amsterdam would like a beer opener and <laughs> they like to have a drink uh, and maybe a condom as well. Uh, so so we do have that as well. And of course, the posters, we tried to make it a little more personal this year because we usually had like uh, our statements and our arguments. Um, but we have the feeling that much of the people don't really read it. So now we try to, uh, try, try to make it uh, a little shorter and with photos of ourselves. Mm. For example, quotes from me. And that will be in a poster with uh, the other um, running candidates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we 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 thought about it a lot um, about flyering, having a lot of posters. Um, we thought it would be a bit weird because one of our priorities is sustainability, mm. and handing out flyers with giant sustainability racing paper. Um, we will put up some posters, uh, making it big so that it gets a lot of attention, and we don't need to spam everyone with small little posters. Um, which I like a lot. We have been doing uh, pictures on posters for last three years now, which worked a lot for, uh, which worked really well for us. So, smart move. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I like the idea of sustainability. But the reason I brought the question up is because, uh, um, of course, in the in the past, we often talk about like how often do flyers really really work in terms of engagement. But uh, the reason I got involved at the Uva Radio was actually through a flyer that was posted on the back of a door while I was sitting on the toilet in the library. So it does work. Yeah, it true. does work. But I, I do uh, like the idea of. of of sort of pushing for sustainability. Um, unfortunately, I do think that that might uh, affect in terms of how much canvassing you do because, you know, the more your your brand is out there, the better it looks. But I totally respect that. That's actually uh, really, yeah. really awesome. So Yeah, I really wanted to do it, like really actually approach people. So we have a team of uh, 30 people mm-hmm. and we'll just go up to people and say, hi, if you voted, and they say, no, well, vote for me. And just say, decide if they go stand.youth.nl. Mm-hmm. Um and we hope that we'll get a lot of engagement because you press a fly in someone's hand, they'll look at it, throw it away, think about it, forget it. And we actually stand next to them, besides them. They'll be like, oh, yeah, well, okay, sure. Well, we are very much a fan of sustainability as well because, I mean, it's very important and we do see and understand the issue. But also we think that the student engagement, I mean, it's it's a real problem at the University of Amsterdam that so little people Particularly know Particularly at, at the University of so Amsterdam. So, for example, what we did on the posters, we have a little or quite big, actually, quite a QR code. And when you open your camera on your phone, well, sitting on the toilet and having your... <laughs> I mean, yeah, you see what I mean? You can open your camera and just put it out there on the phone and you get immediately to the stemuva.nl. So you can just cast your vote right there, right then. I mean... For me, that is very efficient. Um, and I, I do really have the idea that many people can work or just have a little vote in between having a pee or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I heard we were having, uh, we'll be having voting booths as well this year for the first time, um, which I think is really nice because students will be likely to, oh, cool, a voting booth, let's go there, take a STEM fee, I don't know. And um, so I guess it was a really good initiative. Yeah, I think um, uh, part of the problem that we see in terms of engagement is that because stuff is online, People are like, oh, I'll just do it later. Mm-hmm. So they tend to brush it off. So I don't even know if, if it's the uh, sort of the novelty of having a voting booth that's so good or as it is like, hey, that's a voting booth. I need to do that. And if I'm already here, I might as well do it uh, yeah. sort of like in the present. Whereas I think sometimes we get this idea of social media um, or just anything on the Internet becomes sort of uh, vague in terms of how we deal with it in time. Uh, unless it's something that piques your interest, you're not going to click on it. Mm-hmm. So um, I well, do uh, think that's an interesting idea. I, I think the voting booth is a very good idea. For example, at the Reuters Island, uh, uh, where Bella and I study, I, yeah. I guess, um, we don't like it when people stand in the middle of the hall and go towards you. But this voting booth can be a nudge to see like, oh, yeah, there are elections and we have to do that. So I think it's it's a good way. It's an interesting way of uh, of seeing yeah. if that makes a difference. Folia just published a paper. They handed it out this afternoon. Um, they were really nice. Every candidate was discussed in there, every first candidate um, of every party, um, for every faculty, um, which I like the idea a lot because it gives, well, everyone sees it and everyone looks at it and looks at the candidates with pictures, with text, um, which was really good. 
Um, so I hope that will help as well. So one of the things that uh, I think is really, really important is not just uh, – uh, what a party stands for, but we're obviously going to get to that, but also uh, who's in that party. So because I have both of you here, I just want to hear a little bit about you guys. So where you belong in your party and then also, you know, something personal, like what you're studying. You obviously just talked about the island. Um, so I'm curious, you know, what are you studying and uh, and what brought you to uh, to that party that you've chosen uh, and uh, and why to uh, why to get involved in in, in student politics? Um, well, I'm Rogier. I'm uh, 22 years old and I study law at the University of Amsterdam. I um, I actually uh, wasn't... Uh, uh, well, now I'm, I'm the president of the board of De Vrije Student. Um, and it's a very nice job. <laughs> I really like it. Uh, and I'm running for CSR, for the Centrale Studentenraad, on place three. And for FDR Law on place four. Um, but I also really like the work behind the scenes, so that's why I'm not higher on the list. Um, but all, actually, I was not uh, 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 running for DVS last year. I was in a different party, Oprecht, um, and I changed uh, to DVS. And that was actually because I I, I thought that uh, a lot of student parties can be way more pragmatic, uh, way more practical. I really hate it when, uh, uh, when student parties talk about how very much diverse they want to be, how, how student housing is a really big problem, or how uh, uh, very much the Hague topics, or even refugees, we had, we had topics about refugees, uh, uh, very much the Hague topics get into our university. Well, I'll th- well, uh, well, whilst I and my party members uh, think, how is it possible that just a sandwich is four euros and 50 cents? That is insane if we compare it to other university. How is it possible that uh, there is not many stop contacts in the university buildings, or uh, why did they certainly decide the university certainly uh, um, uh, uh, decide to to get rid of the, uh, the um, online lectures? Those are things we can change, and that's why I like DVS because we we think that we can really help the student with those practical things. And not the Hague topics. We leave it there. That's fine. Yeah. So you're a lot more about keeping keeping things down to what what would affect the student as opposed to larger and broader topics. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Pelle, uh, I'm Pelle Papmos. I'm 19 years old and studying PPOE. That's a combination of politics, psychology, law, and economics, which I think it's really fitting because in university and in council you really have to um, get a bridge between all faculties, um, which PPOE do- does really good in my opinion. Um, I actually came by um, running for student council because my papa from Interweek um, is now a council member. And he said, that, like, yeah, Pelle, you're so fitting for the job. You should do it. And the whole year I've been going to meetings and getting more and more enthusiastic. Um, and I started running and people liked it and people voted for me to be the first on the central list, uh, which I really appreciate. Um, and right now I'm running and I'm really excited and looking forward to the elections and hoping i get a seat <laughs> nice, nice. yeah well good luck to you both that's uh, uh thank you first and foremost um so now i want to get into sort of the meat and potatoes the nitty-gritty which is um like if you i'm gonna ask this in uh in a very andrew way but if you had to sort of sum up your uh party what you're pushing for in two to three sentences what would be the main topics and why um, our main topic is quality of education. We think that that's the most important job of the university and it doesn't always happen right now. 
Um, there are a lot of busy lecture halls, um, tutors who are not qualified for the job, and we think we should change that. And that should come from the university itself. But when it doesn't, the students should try to change it. We want a digital university, online lectures. We want flexible education uh, for people, uh, students who do things next to their studies, that they will still be able to uh, study at the university and not have problems with the BSA, for example. And uh, um, we'd like to to see more cheap, well, we like to see cheaper food in the canteens. And we'd like to improve the quality of education by combining those elements. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, for me, being uh, um, like going back to the topic of engagement, for me, I'm a one-year student. So after this year, I'm done at the University of Amsterdam. So how would you engage with somebody like me, who obviously you want my vote, but I may care less because next year I'm no longer at the at the university. So I I can see what what things I would want to fix with the university being a student here already but because it doesn't affect me next year what would be like the biggest push like why why would would i be interested in voting for your party as somebody who's leaving at the end of june but it does actually affect you when after your graduation you'll send your diploma to um, future um, employees and they will look at the university you studied at and when that university is excellent really good university they will be way more keen to hire you than when the university has a really low quality of education. So by working on the quality of education, showing to the outside world how good a university, the UFA can be, you can actually, well, be hired a lot sooner. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you also have to look at, uh, at it in hindsight, for example. It's not just the vote for the one year and for the one election. I mean, uh, you have to look at the bigger picture and uh, your vote uh, might be might make a difference for for how the university will look like in ten or twenty or thirty years, and how people or universities or, or other companies will look at you. That's actually both of those are really really good points. I hadn't I hadn't even thought about uh, like you know you want to think about the quality of the university uh, before applying. We often think about why we pick the university, but then once we're in and we leave, we graduate. It doesn't cross our mind until. You know, it becomes a point where it's like, oh, you're the university you graduated from may have been good then, but it's no longer good now. How does that, yeah. you know, how does that stack up? Of course, you know, practic- practically speaking, when I'm applying to a job, I'm like, oh, the university was great back then. But how does it look publicly at the present yeah. when I'm being hired? So excellent points. Excellent points. So one of the things that's been uh, th- sort of filtering through, um, I guess, the zeitgeist, the popular thought uh, around education is uh, massive cuts that have been coming from uh, from Den Haag, and um, <laughs> so I'm I'm curious, like, how does that affect where go, you your parties and your positions going forward uh, in terms of how to deal with, especially you, Pele, You've been talking a lot about the quality of education. Yeah. So how does that sort of maybe we'll start with you? How does that those these kinds of cuts? How does that affect the thoughts or ideas uh, that are in your party? Well, some parties are really protesting against the budget cost and saying, no, we don't like it, and they just keep complaining, and sometimes you just have to take it because there isn't a lot of money, uh, apparently. Um, what you need to do is do not cut on the salaries of tutors, um, not cut on the wages. Um, for example, the university is still wasting a lot of money on decoration or um, stuff, for example, promoting the university while we have... Way too many 
students already. Um, so let the students come to us. Of course, it's great to show the university, but stop wasting money on things we don't need. And do not uh, um, get it retracted from the tutors because they deserve the money if they're good. Um, yeah, I, I partially agree with you because, uh, of course, everyone knows that cuts are, are, are extremely bad and we don't like it. Uh, and no one agrees with the fact that we like cuts. But as you mentioned before, those cuts are sometimes or actually always uh, um, firstly discussed in The Hague. It says, well, we have to we have to cut on uh, education, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's logical for a university. It's, it's quite rational to look at, okay, this is the studies we have. Uh, we have this, this, and this. And there's only four students for this study. And we have, well, three teachers. Uh, uh, but it's quite a lot of money uh, when you compare it to, like, uh, another study, another big study. Of course, I do see the, the, the problem Pella states, for example, when looking at dec decoration, or we don't have to spend our monies on stupid things. But when you look at growth, for example, I, I think it's, it's, it's more of a problem how big the university is getting. I don't really see the problem with uh, um, a painting on the wall or, or a plant in, in the hall, because uh, most of the complaints Yuva had last year at the Reuters Island, for example, is that it looked very boring and, and, and all and uh, so we had to change it to make it more fun and, and more uh, uh, more nice for the students to study at. So it's always trying to 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 use the money in the right and responsible ways. And I think that sometimes it, it's it's bitter. It's very bitter that you have to cut on a certain study. But sometimes that needs to be done. Although we should take a look and 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 see where it could be, where the cuts uh, um, are. Well, if it has to happen, where it could happen. Uh, uh, in a right in a right way, let's say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So both of you are a little fatalistic about it in terms of uh, your approach. Nobody likes it, but of course, if it's happening, we have to think about how to go about doing that. So um, uh, my question for that would be: um, uh, I can totally get why uh, cutting, you know, superfluous things such as decoration, which is one that we've seemed to latch onto. But um, I do have to say that in terms of uh, um, I don't know how many students we have in terms of being overpopulated, but uh, in terms of advertising to students, one of the reasons I came to the University of Amsterdam was because it was advertised to me as an international student. It's also a highly accredited university and for the program that I'm in. Um, um, so, you know, I and I'm absolutely overjoyed to be welcomed to a university that's willing to take international students, but I wouldn't be here without some of those kinds of spending. So... Uh, how does that affect? I guess at a broad question, how does this affect international students? Well, I, I thought uh, that's that's why I said I partially agree because I think, for example, at my university, uh, my faculty, uh, law faculty, I think the promoting is very good, and you see it really works. And there's new students who really like the idea of going to this university and doing this study. So therefore, I do believe that this promotion is very good for the university. But that causes problems. I mean, in law faculty, you have right now you have lectures in Carré where you don't have tables, you have nowhere to put your laptop yeah, except on your seat. And if university can't handle that, they shouldn't attract as mo the lot that many students because they just can't handle it, right? Yeah. Promote it, let everyone in, make it, promote it, and then make it a selective study. Yeah, well, we say that it needs to be more selective, so that's fine. I mean, we can have, like, we have a test now, uh, but it's not binding, but we can have a more selective uh, procedure. I agree, yeah. Yeah, but attracting many more students without being selecting and not having 
you, when you can't handle that amount of students, that's a bad plan in my opinion. Well, the attractive part isn't that bad, but I think the procedure needs to be more selective indeed. So yeah, uh, we, I, I, I do like the fact that we promote in a good way. And I mean, we have to keep up with other universities. And when we look, take a look at, for example, the NSA, the Nationale Studiekeuzegids, um, it, it's it says it says that our university, like three years in a row, it, it had really bad reviews or like uh, um, uh, not so uh, uh, not that many good grades. And um, yeah, just to clarify, when you say bad reviews, uh, you're referring to academics or to well, performance. Well, it, it's like when a student uh, you, you fill in the NSA and then uh, you, you you well, um, it's hard to explain actually. Uh, you just tell about uh, you have questions about how the university is, and you can say, well, I really agree or disagree or strongly agree disagree. And then uh, after you fill in this test, you have a mark or a grade or something like that, and that goes in. Um, uh, so this is more about uh, uh, how students feel about the university. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah okay. but it's not only with okay, what yeah, the yeah. students. So it's, it's a combination. It's difficult to explain. But but you see that the University of Amsterdam doesn't have that, well, great, uh, great reviews. So but then should they put money in advertising it? Or should they put money in improving the university itself? Well, of course, but we agree on that. I mean, the quality of education, of course, needs to be uh, uh, needs to be bigger. But you can have a more selective procedure for example to try and get the best students to university yeah yeah like i said before i think that advertising is is by far an important part of the university but and then um but in the selection process you know we always have to remember that sometimes institutions like the ufa as much as i don't want to badmouth them for taking me on but uh sometimes it's about the bottom line right the more students you have the more money you you take in and the more money can be allocated to Things like advertising or class uh, uh, funding or class sizes or quality of education. like So that all adds up. If you reduce the amount of students you have, you tend to reduce the overall budget that you have to work with. Yeah, that's of course true. However, if you can't handle that much students, it's only getting worse because students will get give better, worse reviews. Um, that would decline um, the amount of great students from university, which would then be a downward spiral. True, true, true. True. And we always, um, well, at least DVS is, is for uh, quality over quantity. So we do think that a quality of education needs to be first and afterwards we have to look at uh, the quantity. And, and, and we have the feeling as party that now we can't handle uh, the amount of students we have and uh, and we have to, uh, have to take a serious look at how we can best... Uh, work with the amounts we have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as somebody who comes from a very, fairly and very small faculty, I think there are maybe uh, twenty to thirty people in my year alone. Which faculty uh, is that? In the, in music studies. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, which I guess is under the faculty of humanities. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I only interact with other music students. So there's only thirty people tops in my whole program. So when you say something like we are, have more students than we can handle, for someone like me, I don't see that. Not to say that it's not true. That's not what I'm saying at all. But give me a feel for for uh, earlier, Pele, you talked about how there are uh, lecture halls that are missing tables. Yeah. Yeah. So is this a, a common occurrence? Uh, is it is it faculty specific? Yeah, it, it is faculty specific. Um, in law, we have the problem. Um, with business administration, we have the problem as well. Um, and of course, there are some studies which are small and they could be increased a lot. For example, the advertisements as with yours. Um, but sometimes having a small uh, intensive study is also good because you have smaller classes. I mean, 
I hope you enjoy being in a small group because you know all the people and that also creates kind of a great feeling. Mm. Yeah. And I, I I absolutely agree. I mean, it, it's not bad that there are, that there are uh, 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 small studies. That's no, there's no problem with that. But in law, for example, when you have 1180 students starting the study last year, approximately, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure of that number, but, but indeed uh, the lectures being held in Carre, um, the working groups, uh, the classes, which are filled with over uh, 35 people, that's just insane. It, it, it's not workable. And we need to have, I mean, you can never improve your quality if your quantity is too much. Mm. So we need to, to, to see and make it work. And for example, you can reach it by being more selective at the procedure and not letting everyone in. It's simply too much. Mm-hmm. And I do agree why you why you can't see it. But if you hear these numbers, it's, yeah. it's quite insane. Like, it's Well, that's good. why I wanted to ask as well, because, uh, you know, not everyone comes from larger faculties mm-hmm. uh, such as myself. Um, so so when we hear these kinds of, uh, um, you know, evidence in terms of statistics or anecdotal, it's sort of like, well, I'm not seeing any of that. Uh, yeah. But I'm also not on the island almost ever. Uh, so uh, I don't experience the same thing. But you so. do buy a sandwich for four euros and fifty cents in the canteen, so you do see that evidence. Yeah, so. <laughs> I do see. It's true. Um, but uh, uh, so this brings me to my next question, which is um, because both of you are on the island a lot, uh, I wonder, and I believe you're both in law. Yes. Oh no, you're in PPL. Yeah, PPL. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, I wonder about what kind of representation you have in terms of faculty across, uh, or whether or not you know you tend to see. Clearly, certain faculties, I think, are going to be more interested in, in student politics anyway. Um, I, I, I don't have any statistics based on that, but I think people who are into uh, law and politics um, are going to be interested in doing stuff like this anyway. So I wonder, um, uh, what kind of representation do you have in terms of uh, different faculties across your um, – across in your parties? Because I think that's important you know, for somebody who uh, – is going to vote. Who am I going to vote for if if not for somebody who might represent my needs in in my program? Yeah. So we, for example, DVS is running for uh, uh, for central council for law for uh, humanities and for behavioral uh, behavioral sciences. Um, and um, well, of course, people tend to think that, for example, in law. Uh, uh, more people will vote on uh, on the Vrij Student because uh, they, we all want to become lawyers, and uh, so uh, um, everyone is very political. And uh, uh, DVS would be would be very uh, big in in that faculty. But actually, over the last years, we have seen that it doesn't really really matter. I mean, actually, because the points we want to address, the practical points we want to address, uh, uh, well, are actually. Uh, important for every student at every faculty of the University of Amsterdam. So that's why we don't really see a difference in the way of handling our uh, our statements and arguments in, in the different faculties. Uh, we see like a very, 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 uh, um, the same way of people uh, doing uh, uh, our stuff in the universities and actually uh, in faculties. And actually the Vrije Student, we are partnered with the Vrije Student Utrecht and the Vrije Student Groningen. And uh, our parties are very much the same in the cities. And everywhere in those faculties as well, we have kind of the same points and topics. And you see how important it is because uh, even the students there understand it and want the same changes as we do here. So I don't really see the difference between the faculties uh, for our party, at least. Well, there are, of course, uh, faculty-specific problems. Um, For example, law is overburdened, um, while in other faculties, science was um, maybe collab with a 
Vrije Universiteit, de VU. Um, and that's important to have a lot of context. For example, my roommates. One is from FEB, that's Economic and Business uh, Faculty. One is from the Science Faculty. Um, I know a lot of people in psychology. Um, and having those contacts all around university and being approachable, saying like, hey, we're here for you. You can always approach me when you have something. Um, publishing that on social media where everyone can see it. Um, I think that's how we represent all faculty councils um, and all faculties when pe- when we are as a party approachable to any and all suggestions. And uh, the last question that I want to ask is about uh, uh, still on representation, but because we're three dudes around a table, I want to talk about uh, representation of women because I think that's also very important. Um, So uh, I'm curious about it. So uh, in terms of I don't need necessarily numbers, but I do want to know, you know, how many women roughly or are is are they involved with the topics? Yeah, I, I really like the question because we actually all the new members and all the number ones we have are women except for one. So, um, yeah, we really had a really, really high rate of women this year. And I actually really like it because we always, as I said before, we always get to hear like, oh, the political political stuff we don't like. And it's only men in suit and tie and blah, blah, blah. But uh, this year we had a lot of very, very competent women who, who wanted to run for, for our party. Uh, for law, we have Nina and, and, and we have Donna for... for um, for behavioral sciences and stuff, so so you see, it's 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 very very nice to see that that more women get into the politics. But I think it's now at our party, it's fifty mm, fifty, yeah, or close enough. No, maybe even more women than men. Really, excellent, yeah. excellent, yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, um, I see there's a problem as well. Um, actually, there are more um, females running for central council as first on the list than males. Yeah, uh, two males, three females, and on our list we have. Um, more women than men as well. Um, so you could actually turn it around. Um, more um, women are running, um, which is not bad at all. Um, it shouldn't be uh, too big a difference. It shouldn't be 80% mm. of women running. Um, but the way it is right now, I would like it a lot. Yeah, it's just a coincidence that we're here with three mils. Yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. It is. It's really well, weird, actually. actually uh, Rocky, earlier you were talking about how... Uh, um, your candidates uh, weren't able to make it, and so you had stepped in yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, but I didn't realize that they were uh, female as well. I just knew that it was going to be uh, the three of us sitting around a table. So I thought I would ask that question. Um, but no, that sounds excellent. Uh, and the last question I want to ask, still on representation, because I am an international student, I want to know uh, what kind of representation is there for international students? Well, actually, we're inter, um, short for international, and stuff with inter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're from a uh, PPOE which has like 70% internationals um, I am the only actual really Dutch person on the list um, well uh, in the top of the list um, so I guess on international on internationalization we're the biggest party uh, with the most internationals the most international representation of all parties yeah um, and I won't uh, keep it a secret that we uh, we are not the biggest uh, proponent of internationalization and uh, uh, international students. But we do think, keeping it at the practical side of the argument, that international students, especially coming to Amsterdam and to study here, it I can believe, and I do know some international students, that it's quite expensive. And so we think that, for example, when you do stuff next to your studies or you want to do Yuva Radio or something like that, uh, that you have a flexible study uh, surrounding that is very important for us that you can actually pay your sandwich because you don't have 
uh, you don't know how to smear your broodje pindakaas or something like that. So uh, you see, we we want to have a very comfortable st- uh, um, a study uh, uh, surrounding. And as the Vrij student, we try to 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 get that for every student, whether you're international or Dutch uh, Dutch student. We want to create this best surroundings for any student. Cool. Yeah. Well, we don't think you can solve it by lowering the prices in the canteen, but you can It's by you, you can by offering more scholarships. Um, that really helps. Um, also, it's really weird. For example, the Central Student Council website is only in Dutch still, um, and that's just absurd. I mean, it's a student council for everyone, um, as much as for international students as national students. So that's something we really plead for, and it should happen as soon as possible, that it should be in both languages. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, this has been uh, absolutely fabulous. Uh, so to finish off, uh, what I'd like to do is just ask you both um, if there was like one sort of behind-the-scenes thing in terms of like, not in terms of your party, but in terms of uh, voting or uh, getting students involved in voting or even involved in your party, what's the sort of one small thing that you think every every student should know about that maybe is not like a big issue, but is like, hey, this is something that you might not know about and you should know about? That's a hard question. Yeah, <laughs> interesting question. Um... I know we try to be as transparent as possible. Um, we need the budget to be transparent, open to everyone. And I think that's why we don't really have that. Um, everyone is up on the table. You can see all minutes of every meeting. You can attend every meeting if you want. Um, that's one of our main points, transparency. Um, so we hope there are not small things people don't know about because that's our main goal, trying to get everyone engaged and know everything. Well, to 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 actually see how important the council is, uh, when you take a look behind the scenes, on the beginning of this study year, uh, we got a mail from university saying that our lectures wouldn't be uh, recorded anymore and that there would only be available uh, um, the, the five days before the exam would take place. And our council of law worked quite hard, I can say, uh, uh, to try and change that. And by working very hard and speaking to very many people, they finally got like this agreement, uh, uh, whereas we can now watch every day the lecture is being recorded uh, from six till 10 in the evening, we can watch it. And of course, the week before the exams. But there is exactly how uh, there is there is really this is where what the council's for because here we can see how important it is we can change these rulings and we can change these decisions and what i'd like to say we are the only party now saying every lecture needs to be online that's very important for example for people who work next to their studies because it's hugely expensive to study here and we think when trying to campaign that we can change it it has happened in september and we can change it again we need to have everything online so that's why You can see behind the scenes, it has been ha- it has happened before, and every student needs to know that this was due to the work of the councils. Just to add to that, the interest in favor of this as well, and I guess most parties are in favor of publishing all uh, lectures, recordings. Um, so I don't know, but I guess most well, parties it's, are. It's not it's not in the statements. It's 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 just like we are in favor of, but you don't make it the most important issue. No, because it isn't. okay that's up to discussion no and that's excellent that's excellent we can see uh, two different sides and 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 that's exactly what we wanted uh to have so uh uh, as we wrap up here i'd like to hear um if there's a place where we can find uh 
either of your um, uh, party platforms online so people can do more research. So, uh, Rogier, with the um, DVS, where can people find you online? Yeah, on Facebook, uh, Vrij Student Amsterdam, DVS Amsterdam, and on Instagram as well. And uh, we have a very new and brand new website, uh, just dvs.nl, uh, uh, dvsamsterdam.nl. And there's links and descriptions of people and photos and videos and everything. And so Pele, Pele with Inter? Yeah, we have uh, inter.juva at Instagram. We have inter.juva at Facebook and inter.juva.nl or .com. I don't, I'm not sure, um, but that's a website. Just type in inter.juva and you'll find it. And it has all candidates. It has all documents you may need. Um, and it's really handy. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for for uh, joining me uh, on this podcast about uh, politics here in uh, at the UFA. And uh, don't forget that uh, next week is uh, voting from Monday the 13th to the 17th, which is the Friday of May. Please get out and vote. Uh, you can do it online. You can do it now at voting booths for the first time, which yeah. is very exciting. So uh, make sure you're informed and get out there and vote. Thank you so much. Thank you. Vote in there. <laughs> <laughs>